After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. back here on 88.3WTs after further review and now we talk a little about women's world cup as they finally got to the finals and I believe they who do they play Germany the Netherlands Netherlands my bad the Netherlands sorry I haven't really been able to watch most of the world cup and doing a lot of basketball uh, tournaments but uh, I do know that Megan Rapone, Rapone and all them Rapino Rapino and they they talk more I guess this comes back to another entertaining thing where they're talking about more of the celebrations than their actual play of soccer, which I've heard is really good soccer. And the score has gotten a little bit closer, obviously, as you've gotten better competition. They're not, you know, stinky leg alerts. But, uh, David, give us a little preview of them against the Netherlands, which will be on Sunday, I believe. USA won on Tuesday, then the Netherlands won on Wednesday, and now it all come accumulates to Sunday, the big, the big one here. Which, by the way, if you go downtown, I believe the Mud Hen Stadium down there is letting them watch the game for free. Well, that would be good and kind of get more local interest and kind of with the World Cup funding, you know, America, you know, rah, rah, patriotism, USA, especially 4th of July week. And, of course, fitting USA playing England on Tuesday, kind of this quote-unquote pre-4th of July preview for a lot of people. And it was competitive matchup. I kind of previewed it last week, talking about how this would be another close matchup between Team USA and England because England was strong in the attack. And we kind of saw the balanced game on both sides. There was a couple critical and crucial mistakes on the England side, most notably that penalty decision, the penalty kick. That's the thing. Whether the penalty, yeah, there's been some controversy, some kind of conversation over it over the past couple of days. But, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, karma did what it had to do. And the U.S. kind of survived in advance. And for the longest time and really throughout the group stage, the conversation was, okay, USA kind of wiped the floor with Thailand. Then you kind of, Sweden was that really first ultra-competitive matchup where the team that kind of on par or on paper matched up with the United States. And then when you got to the knockout stages, okay, who is going to push the United States? Who's going to challenge them in terms of being that equal footing? And as we've seen with France, well, Spain for sure, and then France as well, and then with the England matchup in the semifinals, you saw the United States kind of have to show that they are the best. They are the top dogs. It's not just you're just going to step on the field automatically get two or three goals. And I think it's going to be critical now in this final against Netherlands to get that early goal, to kind of set the momentum, set the tempo, know that the Netherlands or, again, another strong European side, they are the reigning European champions. And so they have the talent and ability especially on the defensive side, 
the ball. So, so they are strong defensively, and I think that's going to be a, a prime matchup. Can our front three, knowing that Megan Rapino has this injury that unfortunately one of her teammates had to disclose and tell the rest of the world. So that's going to be you know, a target surely for the Dutch defenders kind of to test that early and often. But then when the game is close, who's going to come off the bench? Who's going to be that impact sub? Who's going to be that impact player in the starting 11 that can put the United States over and above the Netherlands? I think if I'm predicting a score, I'm going to go another 2-1. And we, of course, repeat as World Cup champions, but I would not be surprised if this game was tied 1-1 or even 0-0 after 90 minutes and we go into extra time. Do I think we'll go to penalties? Probably not, because I think yes, we'll just have just to find a way, probably through a set piece, to get that game-winning goal. Now, what I was hearing was, for some national pundits, that this was going to be one that was going to be easy in the bag, and some were saying 3 to 4 nothing USA. Well, I think part of that is kind of the American bravado, kind of, you know, we're just going to wipe the floor with everyone instead of kind of actually looking at the game, I think if you look at between the Netherlands and Sweden, the Netherlands were the preferred matchup because you have that rivalry between the Sweden and U.S. and then also Sweden having played the United States in the group stage. You know, that's our toughest. I think it would have been tougher, but I still think the Netherlands is a strong side. Would I be surprised if they scored three or four goals? No, because, I mean, look at the firepower offensively that we have. Look at the ability that we have defensive-wise and in the net to be able to stop goals and make key saves, make that last saving tackle. But I also expect the Netherlands to score as well because they, too, have the ability to score two or three goals and make and keep this game close. I think for a lot of people, they just want the U.S. to have a kind of a cakewalk to kind of capstone this World Cup with another dominant performance. But you can still be dominant in a 2-1 matchup because that was essentially what the English semifinal was. You got the two goals, you know, all three goals were scored in the first half, and then it was a defensive battle. And then, you know, luckily again for that penalty thing, but it was it was close for both sides. And it was a competitive matchup. So I'm, I'm fully excited for this World Cup final. And I fully expect, again, Team USA, rah, rah, rah. Nice. Uh, Frank, what do you think? Uh, I agree. I agree with David. Should be definitely fun to watch. And I would I would like to get David's thoughts on um, Alex Morgan's celebration where she acted like she was sipping on tea and held her pinky in the air. I got, I'll admit I got a laugh out of it. And some people are taking offense to it. Oh, come on. It was about as G-rated as you can get. It's not like she flipped the double bird and uttered a four-letter word to the English goalkeeper or anything of that nature. But what are your thoughts, David? Well, I think in part of it, it's coming from the you know English side, which is funny because I was just thinking about this throughout the week. Kind of English fans and pundits are kind of having Christ about it, you know, a key, you know, kind of shade celebration. Meanwhile, you know, Premier League soccer is arguably the biggest 
club, you know, national competition or league in the world, like players celebrate every bleeping goal in the Premier League. And so they do celebrations crazier and more jaded and shocked and everything else. And so I think the dichotomy of that, but then it's also, I mean, sipping tea, the shade is real. And what's crazy is that I was, I've heard over radio past couple of days, like former players kind of saying, oh, you can't do that. That's a special game. Like, come on. Like, you know, well, first of all, World Cup gold, especially with this World Cup being so focused and geared towards celebrations. I mean, that was perfect for Miles Morgan. Granted, you know, more traditional and posh with the pinky up and sipping the tea. But still, that's something that nine times out of ten, if the American scores on a British goalkeeper, someone, you know, and you want to kind of make fun at the British, you're going to do the tea. Like, that's, that's just part of sportsmanship. That's part of the mind games, the mental getting in your head. And it was also a good celebration. So I don't. I don't have a problem with it, and I think kind of the British province and the British media that were so kind of up in arms about it, you know. You know, get over it. Tell all this that they just need to go drink their tea and eat their crumpets. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not as though she did something obscene. Like, I mean, if if she wanted, you know, get like a box of tea and like throw it, you know, on a makeshift river, then maybe that thing would be a little simple with a box of tea party. <laughs> if she wanted to burn the union jack, okay, that's one thing. Like sipping tea is not that dangerous or hostile and celebrate gold celebration. Like this same British media is so accustomed to their male football and counterparts in their country doing all kinds of crazy insensitive all kinds of celebrations, and they don't bad night to it. Because, you know, oh, it's the passion of the game. Oh, they're just celebrating his goal and, you know, joy of the moment. Like, there is nothing wrong with sipping tea. If you have a problem with it, maybe you should stop sipping tea. <laughs> and, you know, you know what, David, I'm going to go back to a life lesson that I have been on this show plenty of times. Sometimes, this is to all the English who might stumble across this, just take the medicine. It doesn't taste good that you had to take an L, but you know what? You lost, you got the air and square, take the medicine with your tea. And I mean, if you if you were that up in arms about it, if you're that mad about it, tell, tell the goalkeeper that's supporting your country, that's playing and go for your country, be better. Be better tomorrow. Stop the goal. Don't let them score. If you don't want them to celebrate, don't let them score. Really let simple. the church say amen. Yeah, that is that is true. Let them. Yeah, you're right. Let the church say amen. We're gonna actually get out of this one and get to the power play for Frank Vashner. But thank you for the uh, basically a uh, preview of the Women's World Cup. Man, David, you're always on top of it. Coming up next into Frank's uh, power play here. It'll be interesting. He already uh, talked a little bit about Steve Iverson, I mean, Iserman, right? Yeah, I got a thought. I mean, last week I hit on how, on what he did at the NHL draft and my thoughts on that. And now we'll look at what he's done in terms of free agency. All right. 
that and more here on 88.3 WCTs after further review. Make sure you always, 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 always check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Coming up next, Frank's Power Play. <laughs>